there's something shady going on there. I think that's why people put up with Eddie. I don't know if that holds any water. I got nothing to back that up with. There's no documentation. <laughs> I'm more I'm more chuckling at the at the time that has gone by that rubbed out now has a very different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So <laughs> <Episode> title. <laughs> Mr. Haskell's uh uh, Mr. Haskell rubbed him out. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's really dark for the 50s. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Episode 375. It's a podcast with us here and there and in another place. I'm Mike. Okay. I'm Craig. And I'm there. <laughs> You're here. Wait. Well, it's all relative. You could be here and I could be there. That's true. We'll relegate our guest to the other it's, place. Though, it's all just in, words in man. all scenarios. It's all just words. <laughs> That's like your opinion, man. Can you tell I don't prepare these jokes about uh, <laughs> Mike, what kind of spirit. podcast it is every week? Everybody can tell you don't prepare anything. <laughs> I have something prepared today mm, for later. Your definition of prepare and my definition of prepare are different. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what that means. I'm not any better. Clearly. I find news articles and then I I read like the first paragraph and I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I don't read the whole thing and then I try to talk about it. I do that all the time. We we ask you questions about it and you go, I don't know. I'm (laughs) I'm not doing your work for you. Read the article yourself. We'll put it in the show notes. Occasionally I read the article. I do. I read some of them, but I, re- of, you know, I read enough I to know that that there is the answer to that question that someone just asked me, but I don't. <laughs> I, I don't remember I, what it was. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't register because I read the article four days ago, and I'm just it's now in there somewhere. At it but again. the thing, the, the the article is like seven scroll downs. And Ugh, yeah, digging through that. Just because you have unlimited space on the internet doesn't mean you have to use it. People who write articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah same goes for rpg pdfs <laughs> if you're making a game in pdf form it doesn't need to be just as long as it needs to be you know you can trim it up a little bit you can get rid of some of the extraneous stuff it it helps to have to then uh you can knock a few pages off of there it helps knowing you're you're ultimately going to be printing it in book format that, that yeah but that even then with with pod stuff keeps and, things under wraps and yeah like it's all in, in multiples. You know, everything works in multiples. Like there was a time when you bought RPG supplements. And let's get let's get our guest on the line here. Yeah, let's and, do that. Because this this he knows about too. Welcome back, Andy. Thank you, gentlemen. Andy, you remember the days when RPG supplements came and like when you had big books, they would sometimes like the, the core rule book, they would be like whatever they needed to be. They would be as big as they needed to be. But then when you got mm-hmm. supplements, like they were 32 pages or 64 pages or 96 pages or 128 pages. They were specific multiples. Yes. Um, and that, because of the way sheets of paper fold. Yeah. Because of the way everything would get put together. And so um, that's, that, that's still out there. 
but it's it's like people just don't hold to that as more any, as much anymore. It's like you're like even if you're doing a, an offset print run, it's like you've got to work in multiples of four, but you're not necessarily going to try to work in multiples of sixteen. Sure. Um, but like yeah, there, the there supplements was a, were always soft sided too, for the most part. Yeah. Unless it was a, I mean, you had all the I guess probably anything thirty two pages and less. Oh, you wouldn't uh, get to was, hardcover was until you got side. into. Usually, I wouldn't see hardcovers until you got into triple digits. Right. And right. Uh, and I see I see small books like six by nine books that are like eighty pages long that are hardcover now. Just because if you're doing a POD, why not just you know make the thing cost five bucks more and pay for the cardboard in there and have a book that's going to hold up a little better, especially if people are willing to pay it. Yeah. How, how much is cardboard? Um, two fifty a sheet. Um. For drive-through RPG, when you're doing that, basically you add about five bucks <laughs> for the print price, going from a soft cover to a hard cover. It's about a five dollar bump, and then you can charge like ten dollars more for the uh, for the hard cover book. I mean, you can charge whatever you want to charge, I suppose. But I, you know, like you know, bump your price from soft cover to hard cover by like ten bucks so that people get a sturdier book. I like a sturdier I book. Hard cover. Yeah, I do as well. I like getting. That's why I. have you know, I've tried to offer hardcovers, even for Die Laughing, which is only about 100 or so pages. Um, I did a hardcover option for that because it's just nice to have pretty some sure metal. The one that I got was take a little, sure that can take a beating. Was, was hardcover. I always get the hardcover when possible. It helps them stand up on shelves. That's true, too. Yeah. Although Capers Offworld is going to be around 100 pages, and that's going to be a soft cover only. Only and, and that's basically because well the other two supplements were shorter and were only soft covers so I'm just I'm only doing soft cover for this one just, too. Now drive through RPG allows uh, I'm trying to remember would allow you to do both right? If yeah yeah I can choose whether they wanted soft or hard. Well if if the if the publisher yeah, the, offers the that. Okay, but the and the, well for your stuff. Yes, but, but if you do a hardcover book, you've got to have a separate cover graphic though right because it's, of the spine and it's two different you 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 submit two it's two different um cover files to print right. the cover because the spine is thicker right and you usually um, have cover. the and a soft cover you don't have anything showing well i guess some soft covers you do and um, what soft cover some soft cover books have a visible flat spine oh yeah 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 when some soft cover called, books are just called, pulled over Yes, the this this when there's a flat spine like that, that's what's commonly referred to as perfect binding. Okay. Um, and that's like that 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 flat spine is that's what every right. that's what the pages glue into. Right. And then if the if the if there's if the pay if the if the thing has so few pages that um there's no flat face to that, it's often just stapled or mm-hmm. stitched. Um, and that's referred to as saddle stitched. Okay. Exciting. We're learning about book bindery. <laughs> Here well, on I mean, the nerd burger. Well, I mean, and, and the whole concept you do have to you do have to consider the fact that you do need two different art files because the spines yep. are either require some spine artwork or not. And, you've, and the so you, cardboard the cardboard adds thickness, and so the spine would have to be bigger. And yep. And the hardcover, like you'll have a different file for if you do like different types of paper too. You'll have a different file because you have you know if you switch paper types, that's going to be thicker or thinner. Which means that your spine is going oh. to be thicker or thinner, so right. you end up with a slightly different thing too. So you, what happens is you get a template um, that's like an InDesign template or a PDF template that shows 
the printed area and then it shows the bleed area and then it also will give you a line saying this is the safe zone don't anything you put outside of this line might not show up because of how things print because like it doesn't print right. perfect there might be a little bit of a shift um and so the thinner you get with the spine the more difficult that becomes to have graphics on the spine because you've got a less space that you know like you know, like I, I literally submitted, this is when I tried printing through somebody else once, not through drive through, but I, I submitted the soft cover. Um, and I have, you know, the, the Capers logo has like, it says Capers in big fat letters. And then it's got a little fedora on the top of the S. And so that little fedora is a little bit of graphic that kind of sticks up a little bit. I had my graphic, the little fedora, the little top of the fedora was too close to the edge of the spine. <laughs> it was into the outside the safe zone. For the spine uh, for printing, and so they made. And did it, it get cut off, or they well, told you to shrink it? They they came back to you and said this file doesn't work. You need to. Oh. You're, you're outside the safe zone. That's nice of them to provide that service to actually look at it. <laughs> and be like, you know, hey, <laughs> we'll just print this. Yeah, we'll just print this and send this out to. Yeah, here's here are a thousand copies of your um screwed up graphic on your spine. Oh, your thing cut off. Uh, yeah <laughs> still happens i have uh, a horror story i'm not going to mention who it was because it's not my story to tell but she has told the story on podcasts um about getting books printed where she didn't do she didn't give the the, the discount code to people to print their own book and get their book she did the thing where like she collected shipping money from everybody and then she sent basically everybody's address um as a as a spreadsheet to the printer <clears throat> and they printed and shipped all the books individually right from there and so she didn't put eyes on the books that were going out she had done proofs and the proofs and finally you know like got to the last proof and everything was fine and then she sent it out and they had it like this big print run of books um where the uh, the page the printing on the page was shifted to the point that the page number was cut off on oh. the page was like cut in half on like hundreds of books and they had to redo Ouch. it Yes, I've heard the horror stories of somebody who had a book that, like, hey, we got all these stretch goals. I've got this big, fat game, and it's this big, fat tome, and it weighs a bunch. And then they added pages to it from stretch goals and pushed it over the 3.2-pound 3, 3. limit for media mail, whatever the, whatever the upper limit is on media mail. Mm. And all of a sudden, and, and the international shipping skyrocketed. Um, uh -oh. even more so than the media mail shipping, the local, you know, domestic shipping. Yeah, like they're they suddenly were spending thousands more on shipping. So they lost shipping money. Is, uh, well, no, they they still ended up doing, they they lost some of their profit. Yeah, they lost their you know they had their buffer in place and they basically it ate their buffer. <laughs> um, shipping is a real uh, cluster when it comes to pricing because you know you're talking about shipping these books and you know costing. You know, the books are three pounds and it costs, you know, let's say 10, 12 bucks to ship it. But if you wanted to, uh, you know, take a cinder block or something and mail it to someone, it's going to, they're going to charge you $150 because it's so heavy. But I get servers shipped to me through FedEx and then I stack them up and build systems with that I ship out to customers. So I'll have, three or four um, HP DL360 servers and then a big MSA SAN. And these things are really heavy. The servers are 
uh, 49 pounds each. And then the San is 80 some odd pounds. Good Lord. These are like desktop yeah. sized, but they're just larvae. No, these large are these are rack these are rack mounted servers. Oh, they are okay, but the, it's, it's the, the it, it's the the stuff that gets mounted in the rack. It's not the whole rack. Yes, yeah, no, it's okay. it's just the blade. It's the it's the it's the it's one U and two U servers. Right, that get mounted in racks. Thank. You. I was going to ask and, you how and, many U's they were, and you beat me to it. Dang it. Yeah, sorry. All all the servers are one U, and the sands two U. Um, but. I'll have FedEx come to the house and, and pick it up. And it'll be, I said, four server boxes and a sandbox. And you're talking well over 300 pounds, 250 bucks FedEx freight. And that's three-day delivery on the East Coast for only $250, all of that weight. And yet, you know, you guys are shipping, you're shipping these books. So, I mean, they just don't, it doesn't scale Oh, nothing. It's it's chaos. It's yeah. absolute chaos. When you switch carriers, when you go from domestic to international, different countries, um, it's ridiculous. I mean, like somebody was telling, I was listening to a podcast, somebody talking about making a board game and they sent, they sent a copy. Oh my God, this is the story. The story was great. He's like, and there was a backer in Australia who lived in the middle of Australia. And if you know anything about Australia, <laughs> nobody lives in the middle, in the middle of Australia. <laughs> Everybody lives on the coast, but they lived in the middle of Australia. And I said, the shipping is going to be like really expensive. And, you, and, and they were like, okay, that's fine. And then it, they, they collected this money and it ended up being like two and a half times that. And this was to send a board game. The shipping was like $250. Absurd. To send it to you know <laughs> windswept valley in the middle of Australia somewhere. <laughs> Drive till you see the two kangaroos humping and take a left. Yeah, and then go another three hundred miles. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy stories. I know somebody who made a, a game that they packaged. They had a box that they packaged it in that was a little too big to be put into um, one of UPS's standard shipping size boxes, which all grade up, you know, like, like this box costs this much, this box costs that much. And then they adjust by weight too, but like, you know, the size of the package actually determines something. And so it didn't quite fit inside of one box and they had to go to the next box size up and that skyrocketed there. Right. And that's a huge waste of package as well too, because now yep. you, because the boxes don't, you're shipping a whole bunch of air stage nicely. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to pack them and you got to spend, you know, spend money and time getting um you know uh, uh bagged air or, or peanuts or whatever it is you're going to put in there in order to make the package you know so that you can take a so so that the ups guy can drop kick it onto somebody's <laughs> um stew use the corn use the cornstarch peanuts don't ever use the polystyrene <laughs> anyway so you're listening to printing and shipping Let's go well, to the I phones. Caller number, caller number one. We're talking at the what you're printing beginning. and how are you shipping it? <laughs> at the very beginning of the episode, before you introduced me, you guys made a mention of uh, your porn online making their articles too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, one other item that needs to be added. So, because I know your guys' podcast reaches is in the, the dozens. <laughs> we um, can be heard in the middle of Australia. <laughs> That's right. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, but it's crazy. Date your articles. Nothing <laughs> is more aggravating than going doing this Google search, going to an article, and they're talking about, and you're like, when the f did they write this? There's no date anywhere on the goddamn article. They'll reference things like 
next year or last year yeah. or it's like how how current is this information because there's no date on the article drives me and sometimes websites will have the date in the url you know because it'll have been organized in directories by date but most of the time that's not being done anymore and nobody puts dates on their article and it just as far as i'm concerned if you don't date your article it's out of, it's it's out of date by the time it posts because it's no longer any type of reliable information that's that that's number it's either number three or four on the list of the six things you're supposed to have in every news item. Does it go who, what, when, where, or who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when, why, and how. So it's number four. Of the six things that you should always have in every single thing right. that you write. Not only should, not only <laughs> should you have article. a, not only should you make sure to have a date on your article, but your website, um, at least somewhere in the, somewhere obvious in the website, you need to tell people where the f*** you are <laughs> because you'll, you'll see, you'll see items on the internet. It'll be uh, this news article about some dude who, uh, you know, gave a hand job to an alligator or something like that. Right. Florida. And it'll say, well, in that type of context, <laughs> it's probably Florida. Yes. Just but, guessing. And then it'll say in, in Smithson County. Yeah. The f- Smithson County. They don't, they, yeah. the, the, TV station, these news stations <laughs> don't identify what state. Oh yeah, state lo- local news websites. They're they're you know, bad about that. Just at the, how hard would it be to put the little boop at the top and the two letters for your state? It's just like so they don't at least an idea of where the hell this is. Like they like, don't hey, realize we that giant, we saw giant murder hornets, and you're not supposed to call them that. I apologize for all the entomologists on the show, but you're not supposed to call them giant murder hornets. <laughs> we had giant murder hornets. We saw there. Bigfoot. Actually, we, Bigfoot. Hundreds of people saw Bigfoot. Last week, <laughs> actually, right bo- here, both both of those things in are Johnson County are in right Washington here. State usually, or at least right the here Pacific in Northwest. Right, yeah, right outside of Springfield, we saw the actual thing. <laughs> he was seen. Photos were taken by thousands of people. Like, That's like right. anything that makes it sound like this is like this is like legitimate news. Like, mm-hmm. there's actually a Bigfoot. For the record, um, this is the May twenty seventh. 2020 episode <laughs> of um, <laughs> Nerdburger being recorded uh, near Atlanta <laughs> in the state of Georgia in the United States of America. So I just thought I'd cover my ass on that one. Is You're it May, May 27th? Andrew. Is that Wednesday? Is the 27th? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday to, to my dad, Tim. Happy birthday. He's 75 joke today. Tim. Yeah. Joke happy, Tim. Happy, happy, birthday. Birthday. happy birthday yesterday to my brother. Ben. Because it will have been his birthday on Tuesday. The 26th. Happy birthday, Andy's brother. Yeah, my dad is... Uh, I don't se- have any birthdays to 75, him. and it's episode 375. We should have had him on. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> but Jeez, see, it just shows you the level of uh, planning that we, we go to with these. All these numerology connections number. are just accidents. 375 is a good number because it's three eighths. You know, 0.375, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Point three seven five. It's uh, it's a nice price, you know, three dollars and seventy five cents. That's right. You have a, a quarter weird, left over for your gumball machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm only halfway through the. I'm only halfway through Sawyer's episode. I'm just up to the point where you guys have greeted him and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Half, halfway through the two-hour episode when he was only on for I know, the second I hour. I was like, holy f- 
that thing's two hours. God damn, it's gonna take me forever to listen to. <laughs> So, where, where we spent the first half of it berating him right. for not being there. Right. Yeah, that was fun. Mike he, and I had a lot of, we had a lot of uh, fun and laughter off the air before we started recording. Cause it's like, okay, we're now, now like Mike, we're going to, we're going to like, you know, give him a hard time. Right. We're going to just like really rip into him. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's not on the show. <laughs> and then if he shows up, it'll be really fun. I included right. a, well, then, a short clip of that at the end, like where we called him and we yeah. could hear, hear the, his, his right. machine pick up and, we joked about like this is the last time he'll ever be on. <laughs> well, you talked about the fact that you know you had tried to call and text uh, his mother and yeah. all that other like the whole stuff. family and, then, and yeah and the and we the texted the was, dog right, <laughs> and his excuse was that he slept in. I'm like, well, all the other people that you tried to reach at the beginning of the episode clearly didn't get up at the crack of dawn either. Clearly, since... didn't have anything to do that day. It was the weekend, Just coasting and, through yeah, life. They they. They stay up late in that house normally, just every day during the week. And this was, yeah. <laughs> you know, Friday night, Saturday morning. So I'm usually up even earlier on weekends than I am during the work week. Yeah, so I get up at five o'clock and it's like, if you're not up and moving by 630, I'm like, what's the, what is wrong with you? Catching Why up on sleep. Anything accomplished. I'm catching up on lost sleep because I get up <laughs> so no early during the week. Sleep debt. Screw sleep debt, please. There is a little bit. Now. My, do- my dogs it's start waking up one, at about but... 545. <laughs> I've got a science degree in sleep debt, and I know <laughs> <laughs> I've got a certificate <laughs> in sleep debt. Lies, 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 lies. Thumbs up from Andy. Well, you said you wanted to know if you could hear music. Oh, I thought you were approving of the Violent Femmes. I saw somebody in my Twitter feed that said they couldn't stand the violent femmes and it was like everything I had in me not to confront them. Blocked. <laughs> no. Insta block. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We got anything we want to talk about? What's news, Craig? I don't really have news. You don't have news. I have stuff to talk about. This is kind of news. I gave you a news item at the prior to recording. Okay, uh somebody died. <sighs> Alan Alda died. What? Oh, you're playing the MASH theme, so. Well, it's like... the dead celebrity theme. Oh, okay. Is yeah. He, is he dead? No. As far as <laughs> no? not as far as I know. Fred oh. Willard. Yep. He was 86. Yeah. Holy crap. They made him look really good or he just naturally looked really good because I had no well, idea he the, was that old. It's not 1957 anymore, Mike. People like, take care of themselves. No, and I'm they saying look okay he, into their 60s. He, he, he looked really, really, really good for as old as he was. There were movies back in the day when like they would be the story in the, in the movie was like talking about putting putting mom in an old folks home because she turns 50 next yeah, week yeah got to think about putting her in an old folks home and i'm like i'm staring down the barrel of 50 and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> do you have one picked out a retirement community yes <laughs> i have to find one where they play a lot of play a lot of indie games um yeah fred willard he's uh who's been in a bajillion things yeah but probably most famously the christopher guest series of movies which craig is a huge fan of yes i love the uh the the mockumentaries um he's always fun um he's probably at his best 
in uh, uh, when he's talking to the experts in Best in Show. <laughs> when he's he's got like the the straight man is next to him. I can't think of the actor's name, but he's play, he's playing the like the person who's really serious about dog shows. And Fred Willis just just wild conjecture all over yeah. the place. Um, and then in Dodgeball, I love him in Dodgeball with uh, with Jason Bateman. Oh. No, that's not him. Who's who's he in Dodgeball? That's not him. That's Gary Cole. Was he in was he in Dodgeball? I was thinking he was in Dodgeball. What am I? Or am I thinking of something else where he was an announcer? Another announcer. Anyway, I'm looking it up. But um, see, I don't remember him in Spinal Tap. Was Fred Willard in Spinal Tap? Oh, he might have had, had like, like a, a real small part. part. There were yeah. a bunch of people that had just like there were a bunch scene of scene parts. Right. Okay. I, I don't remember him playing a prominent. I'm trying to remember if I remember seeing him in there at all. And then he, given that that obviously is a Christopher Guest movie. Now, did you guys get the other celebrities like last week? Um, like the Siegfried and Roy and Jerry Stiller and all that. We, t- we covered Jerry those? Stiller. Yeah. Did you? Because okay. of our it was love just, of Seinfeld. It was just Roy, wasn't it? I think. Roy, yeah. Roy. And then uh, Little Richard. Um, also, that was like two weeks ago. I wasn't sure if you guys covered those on since I'm not fully up to date yet. I think we just did. And now I don't remember. We just talked about. <laughs> yeah, it says he was he was he was a military guy in Spinal Tap. He's his Jerry scene Stiller, is so his scene Jerry is Stiller. so short that he left the move he left the set before filming was done that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he gives them a tour of the base. Oh, was that what it was? Okay. Well, I feel like I oh yeah, and he up. was he was Ed Argon and Anchorman. He was the boss. Yep. Oh, I thought I he uh, he was uh, very well cast as um, Phil Dunphy's father in Modern Family. <laughs> like the two of them look very much like they could be father and son, and and just the way that uh, Ty Burrell played that character meshed so well with <laughs> Fred Willard's uh, comedic sense. Do we know if he was sick? Or if he, it says he just died of natural causes, but because um, they uh they spoilers they they kill off uh, Phil's father <laughs> toward the end of the final season. Maybe he decided like, okay, that's it. I you know <laughs> I I uh, I've I've played all the roles I want to play. Yeah, I don't know. I never heard, I don't recall hearing anything about him being no. sick, sick. But then again, I don't hear about that with anybody other than like the really big name you know well-known stars it's like the, we we every time we turn around there's somebody that's like oh they were character actor and this that and the other thing and like oh they were they you know they had cancer for two years and right now this says uh didn't brian didn't brian dennehy die not too long ago yeah yep <clears throat> yep when you're talking so character actors that's reminded me of him because of his uh interaction with Patton oswald the brian do you remember know that the brian dennehy oswald? story yeah, <laughs> character actors. <laughs> Nobody cares if we're fat. <laughs> oh yeah. When he was he was at the craft services table with yeah. Pat Oswald, or That's he was right. at a, a reception or something. They were right. everybody's picking at the food, and all the fat guys are just mowing down. <laughs> it's like character actors. <laughs> They're always going to need a fat best friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, nat- natural causes died at home um, peacefully. This says that. He was 187. No, he was uh, from Shaker Heights, Ohio. 
It's right outside of Chicago. Chicago is in Illinois. (laughs) What did you say? It's like it's right outside of Cleveland. Shaker Heights, Ohio. Like oh, you said Ohio. Wow, I heard Illinois for some reason. It's right. It's right outside (laughs) of. Okay. It's right outside of Chicago. In that it's entirely across the entire state of Indiana and most of the state of Ohio. Relative to the solar system, it is right outside of. Oh yeah, it's like a hop, skip, and a jump. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, Fred Willard was a, a you know barely alive at all um geologically speaking but you know you know who else was uh was from shaker heights ohio no ward cleaver his mother i didn't hear anything either one of you said because you both spoke at the exact and he said brian dennehy's mother i don't know the answer to that question she very well may be but uh, uh i was going for um ward cleaver beavers and wally's father that's why we know that Mayfield on Leave It to Beaver is Mayfield, Ohio, because Ward constantly talks about being from Shaker Heights. And you're segueing into um, our second celebrity death. That's right. Oh, yes. Eddie Haskell, Ken Osmond, passed away at the age of 76 from COPD and peripheral artery disease. All right. This. For those who don't know, Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Beaver was Wally, the older son's best friend. And Eddie Haskell was in a lot of episodes. And he was a ne'er-do-well, and he was a troublemaker, and he, he got Wally and, and the beef into scrapes. But he was... A mischievous neighbor kid. He was also very, like, a smooth talker. Yeah, or at least, he, was, you know, he He tried to think that he was always uh, putting one over on uh, on the adults. But the adults all saw right through him, especially Ward and June. And Ward just kind of, you know, maybe in the beginning he took Eddie a little bit more seriously, but towards the end he just kind of laughed off everything Eddie said. But June was just perpetually annoyed by Eddie. And I always thought that that was really uh, funny, that how, how just irritated he made her every time yeah. he opened his mouth. <laughs> and I found myself thinking about why Ward and June would tolerate Eddie Haskell. And I have a theory. Yeah, why I they kept letting him come around. Why they kept letting him hang around with their boys. That and Because the show revolved so much around Ward and June trying to raise two good kids. Yeah. Trying to teach them right from wrong. He, Ward, uh, Wally and Beaver were learning lessons all the time. Yeah, because oh. it's because Eddie Haskell's dad had box seats at the at the stadium. No, and I but I think I, that's not my theory, and it's possible that he did. But I think it does have to do with Eddie Haskell's father. I think that maybe Eddie Haskell's father was in the mob. Now, hear me out. Oh boy, um, Ward and June. Crime and leave it to be. Ward and June lived in a really nice house. Now, the the um, second one was was nicer. The first one was a little. Yeah. They, they lived they, they they lived they had a very good lifestyle and i i feel like maybe ward had a gambling problem and he was able to afford those things on gambling winnings and then he started losing money and and eddie haskell's father um was the guy that was supposed to collect and that um in order to offset the debt um mr haskell convinced ward to let his idiot son <laughs> was always getting in trouble hang around with with wally and have a friend because eddie haskell is a slime ball and everybody else saw through his crap and that's why june didn't care for him um and so probably was... eddie haskell had no other friends 
Um, and and well, you know, Ward Ward clearly had a problem with him, but Ward was was tolerating it because every time he let um, Eddie hang around with Wally, that was like you know 150 bucks off of his gambling debts with Mr. Haskell. Like paying paying to babies, you know, getting paid to babysit uh, the dude's the dude's son. Yeah, you let my kid hang. You let you my kid get out of my hair and hang out at your house and. Yeah, you got a real nice house here. A little bit off, would be a, a little bit off your debt. Would be a would be a shame if something happened to it. Where does uh Fred Ruther, Rutherford fit into this uh into this scenario? Because uh Lumpy hung out with Eddie too and Wally. Yeah, well, and here's and the he question, was too. he was like just a clown, just a doofus. Yeah, you know, at well, least Eddie he, had some some smarts and some sense. Lumpy was yeah. just a dummy. Well, Lumpy didn't know any better than he was hanging around with the mobster son. The problem too was that Beaver had. <laughs> multiple friends that kind of came and went and there were friends that were kind of on the show early on and then were gone larry mondello that you never saw again yeah so i'm wondering if ward maybe wanted to to try to to stop having eddie come over and he told mr haskell like i'll settle up with you some other way and so eddie has uh, eddie haskell's father had larry mondello rubbed out <laughs> as, as a as a lesson to ward like i, I he's not he's not going to kill Ward's sons, because no, no, that's no. who Eddie's formed a friendship with and wants to hang around with. But like that Mondello kid, you know, will send a message. You think maybe Ward got got mailed in in a uh, Manila envelope a black and white glossy photo of uh, of Larry Mondello's corpse, staged like a pig with the apple in his mouth that he was always eating. I think I think he got a shoebox in the mail with uh, Larry Mondello's hand <laughs> clutching. <laughs> The apple, An apple with the bite taken out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was a dark side to uh, to the to the town of Sh- uh, Shake wow. Heights there. Or no, 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 no. It's May- spring, Mayfield. Spring? Mayfield was, Mayfield. was I think, where I think they Mayfield, lived. I think there was like one mob guy in Mayfield. The, May- the whole Mayfield mob was Mr. Haskell. Mr. Haskell. Yeah. Did we ever see him on the show? I don't think we did. I don't think we ever yeah. saw. You would want to be photographed. <laughs> That's right. That's a good point. Well, he wouldn't want it. Well, he and he wouldn't want to be seen with Ward Cleaver. He wouldn't, you know. He he he's especially if he's got somebody under his got Ward under his thumb. So yeah, I think I think that uh, there's something shady going on there. I think that's why people put up with Eddie. I don't know if that holds any water. I got nothing to back that up with. There's no documentation. <laughs> I'm more I'm more chuckling at the at the time that has gone by that rubbed out now has a very different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway so <laughs> <Episode> title <laughs> mr haskell's uh uh mr haskell rubbed him out <laughs> what <laughs> that's really dark for the 50s <laughs> for a 50s sitcom getting, getting rubbed out by by eddie haskell's dad yeah. either way i mean like either version of rubbed out that's that's pretty out there for the 50s well i think i think the uh the first definition is was more acceptable back then oh what else we got um i learned that uh usb drives contrary to how shelves and books and the like work usb drives actually get heavier as you store more files on them (laughs) yeah how much heavier or no, they get they sorry, they get lighter as you store more files on them. Question is, do they get heavier? No. Um 
When you save data, a binary zero is set by charging the float gate of the transistor in a USB drive. And, the binar and a binary one is set by removing the charge. So if you have an empty drive, it's all zeros. And those zeros are heavier because they have more binary, more float gate charges. So the charges have weight? So when they add, yes, when they add, when you put data on there, you change some of those zeros into ones. Which removes those, the charge. Ch those become lighter in the process. So when you add an electron <laughs> and the mass of each electron, they've, they've got a number in here, 2.000. It's like, I don't know, maybe 20, 20 something, 91 grams. Um, but anyway, the point is that an empty USB drive, which is mostly zeros, weighs more than a full USB drive, which has ones and zeros. So you add data, you actually reduce the weight by like point twenty something zeros. <laughs> so is that is that the and the then case. some numbers grams? Is that the case then, with all flat flash based like uh, solid state memory? So uh, like well, a, I don't know. This talks about USB drives. I'm not going well, to speak to other ones. It just has to do if there are float gates in the transistors where the charge is. Then yes. Well, Andy probably knows this since he builds servers. Building servers and the mass of an electron in a USB driver are not no, no. quite the same thing. Do do the flash chips in USB drives uh, operate similarly to the flash chips in solid-state drives and RAM? Uh, we we don't use solid-state drives on servers. Uh, we use We use spindles on servers. Spinny hard drives? Hard, hard disks. Hard disks. Yeah. According to this article, you would need to weigh more USB drives than currently exist on the planet altogether before the difference in weight became easily measurable. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so but there is a USB difference. Drive, there is. Double that. Maybe you could put all of that onto a scale and see a 0. .00000000000000001 gram. I think just the, like the change in weight, the dust and finger oil and random detritus that would end up on the casings of those USB drives from being handled back and forth. Well, we're talking between having them empty too. and having them full. Yeah, the weight of the weight of your finger chip on the weight of your fingerprint on the USB drive is probably more than way more. Yeah. Well, the weight of you breathing on the scale as you wait for the numbers to settle <laughs> is going to throw the scale off. Because right. we all know Just that we you, weigh you things stand, like this. You standing over the scale going. <sighs> oh, that was interesting. I, I, I uh, followed the Twitter account for um, QI for quite interesting. That's a great YouTube channel too. It is. There's no such thing as a fish. They've got a podcast also. The, re the researchers from the show have a podcast called There's No Such Thing as a Fish. Um, that's just all the weird stuff they come across when they're researching other things. Like here's the stuff that's on the show, but then as they're doing that, they're just as they're researching one thing, they're finding all this other really interesting stuff, and they they write it all down and put it in the podcast. I I remember watching when they were for a while. BBC America was running full episodes. Um, that was years ago. BBC would run full episodes of QI. They don't anymore, but uh, the YouTube channel does. Britbox. That's where I watch it. I get it. I, I subscribe to BritBox for a month every so often, and I watch a few a few seasons. Oh no, YouTube does. They do the, like a, a single segment outtake, probably two of them a day. Oh yeah, yeah. They so. do like little bits from yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But you can and get Brit- and it's not even necessarily the current ones. So some of them are still, some of them are, are from older series, and some of them are from the newer series. Oh, and that's what BritBox is. I mean, you can go back and watch to very early um, Stephen Fry stuff. Right. Well, but I mean, the, the, as I know, as I they're know. releasing on YouTube, some of it is still Stephen Fry stuff. Other is mm-hmm. uh, Sandy stuff. And then they do compilations as well, which are also good. And I've actually, it took me a while to get kind of to settle into to having Sandy Toxpeg be the host, hostess, host. Um, but I actually have found that I like her more than Stephen Fry. I like Stephen Fry a lot, but I actually like Sandy a lot. I like, really, I like I really, them both. They're, they're I really both come very, to like her as the host. I like both of them quite a bit. Me too. She's, um, she's very good on the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> oh, I have not watched that. Yeah, she's in the, uh, the she's one of the current hosts. Um, they replaced the original hosts when the show switched. Like, what happened? It went off the BBC and onto, like, one of the commercial channels. Channel 4, I don't know. There's Channel 4 BBC. I have no idea how that works over there. Oh, but well, they used to the, be on the BBC and the now they're not. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so the news you have is that you don't know <laughs> <laughs> a thing happened but i'm not sure about it if you watch the current <laughs> season she's in it gotcha <laughs> trying to think of what the guy's name is it's the other host the, the original hosts were two women if only there were there were a way yeah. that's not to that look important. up that information the important thing is that sandy togsvig is funny and entertaining yes as is stephen fry yes <laughs> Have you guys ever, uh, Craig, knowing that you watch um, everything, uh, <laughs> recently, watched pieces recently of a lot of things. Up, it, it started recently on, on Hulu. It's been out for a couple of seasons and I haven't, I never, I never got a chance to watch it, but now for some reason, the first two seasons are now on Hulu is Killing Eve. Oh, I have it sitting there in my queue and I'm kind of like, I've been told this is really good. I'm, I'm up to, really, I'm up to date. It's, it's awesome. up to date. Well, I, because oh, there's season three is current and I haven't seen any of season three, but we finally finished um, season two. Okay. Of it. Um, Cause we started that, I don't know, about a month ago uh, going through those on Hulu. Yeah. No, and, we... Yes. Craig, it's definitely worth, it's oh, yeah. definitely worth a, a watch. That and, Fleet, that and Fleabag are both sitting there tempting me because okay, I've not seen any of Fleabag, Fleabag is yet. Really good. But I'm, I'm right now I'm, I'm punching through a second watching of what we do in the shadows because that show is spectacular. Is that the funny vampire show? <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And it just got renewed for a season three okay. uh, yes. yesterday. We're, we're almost, uh, we're like, I think we're six episodes away from the end of Mr. Robot. Season four is very seasons. dark. Has that Mr. only did two seasons, right? Four. It did four. Four, really? Season oh, okay. three, I think, is is the the pinnacle, depending on what happens at the second half of season four. But season three was phenomenal. Hmm. Does Mister Robot finally find his Mrs. Robot? Does he? I don't know. I, we're not done yet. Only oh, halfway through season four, final season. I can't believe they're doing will they, won't they for four seasons with that robot? Jeez. <laughs> will they, won't they? Will they get together? They were short, they were together briefly in season two. Craig broke has, up. Wait, no, that's friends. That's friends. Craig has know, obviously not seen any episodes. <laughs> I've, I've watched a little bit of it. And I just, yeah. It's, I, my problem is there's so much stuff. I start watching it. And if I'm not like super hooked. Yeah. I like watch three episodes. And I'm like, well, that was pretty good. But then I find something else. Like I have a real problem. 
you do. You don't finish anything. No, that's not true. I screaming. There's plenty of things. I just there's plenty of stuff that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have I have a problem with investing past a certain point and then not finishing it. Unless it's just so bad like heroes. <laughs> I, I sucked it up and watched all from there and i was so excited about how the last season ended i was like wow this actually like the setup for it was like this is going to be great again it's they're finally going to get good again because they had a great finale that kind of set some stuff up and then it was canceled. <laughs> there, there are a number to, of things that i've stopped. i had like, to Battlestar galactica i watched three and a half seasons of Battlestar galactica <laughs> and i said absolute the last season i thought this is just horseshit <laughs> halfway through it i stopped watching it never went back it was different that last season. You can, but you can you can watch um, what we do in the shadows, and it's only ten episodes a season, and they're half hour shows, so they're only twenty whatever minutes long, twenty two minutes long. Tight, it's got the- tight twenty two, and they do and, they, uh, they've been, they've been doing some really great uh, like stunt casting. They've been having guest stars on there that are really rocking it. Mark Hamill was in one a couple weeks ago. Oh wow. Yeah, Jim the vampire. <laughs> and the lead the lead vampire, I think, on that show was also um the replacement CEO in the IT crowd. Was he was he a British there's a British guy? Yeah, the guy who plays the, one of the vampires. Kind of yeah. with a really big um like the beard that's complete. Short dark beard. Well, there's two guys that have beards. <laughs> okay, well it's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I know who you're talking the, about. He was, yeah, he was the replacement CEO on the the later seasons of IT Crowd. Yeah, like the core the core cast of the show is not people that you've probably heard of too much unless you've right. been into the right niche stuff on BBC or um, you know some other stuff. Um, but they've they've had like Mark Hamill. They had a they had one episode where they had the Vampire Console and they had a just a bunch of guest stars in that one. Mark Hamill was in it. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I see dead people, the kid. Oh, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah. Haley Joel Osment had plays a character at the beginning of this second season who is spectacular. Um, Haley Joel Nick, Osment and his nearly perfectly round face. Nick Kroll. Well, and now nearly perfectly round body because he's put on weight. <laughs> um, Nick Kroll was in it a couple of times. His character is great. Yeah, it's they. they it's a really solid. Um, and they're expand like like they're expanding the un- the the universe that you know the world that they live in too because like the TV show is like okay there's vampires and there's a you know like humans can be like they prefer they call them their familiar there's the human that like helps to kind of protect them and hide keep them safe and everything and then they do have werewolves but they've been slowly building it out and there's been other uh, you know witches and zombies and <laughs> trolls and. I have, I think I saw like half of one episode or something that was on, but it uh, it didn't. It was not one of the first ones, so it didn't keep me because I didn't really know what was going on. Is that on FX or FXX or FFXX? FF. It's it's FX, but it's also on Hulu. It's on FX and Hulu. I remember seeing commercials for it when when we were watching Breeders, which if you if you want a quick, um, you know pseudo sitcom to watch breeders breeders it's with uh martin freeman where he says uh the f word more than (laughs) anyone has ever in a half hour sitcom about uh you know a a couple with young children and it's just weird seeing him because everything he's ever done prior to that he's like he's always 
goody two shoes. He's the button down guy. Yeah. Yeah. He never swears in anything. And he's, he's going full, tw- full Tarantino. He's like screaming at his kids. <laughs> Fuck you. You're ruining my life. You <laughs> fucking little assholes. And it's just hilarious. Is it, is it, I mean, assuming it's censored, right? If it's on no. TV or no, no, it's on FX. Well, still, so they, they get, that... no, they get to do whatever they okay. want. FX can do whatever it wants. Yeah. They drop F-bombs on FX. Mr. Robot's the same way. I didn't know USA Network was like that, but it's like ex- Is it Mr. extremely Robot, graphic. Show? It's USA Network, but it's um the first three seasons are on Amazon. Um, if you want to watch the fourth season, you gotta go to oh, so it transferred from Amazon to USA. No, it was always on didn't USA. Amazon. No, you Amazon... just rent it on Amazon like everything else. Yeah. No, it was a. I not thought it was Prime. an Amazon it original program. Show. No. Isn't the one with Rami Malek or whatever? Yeah. That's it, but it's USA uh, Network. For some reason, I thought for some reason I thought that was an Amazon original. No, they have it. They have the first three seasons, but if you want to watch the last season, you have to go to uh, you have to have the Hulu Live TV thing for sixty okay. bucks a month, or you have to watch it with commercials on the USA streaming app. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> By the way, the USA streaming apps. Um, if if you're an advertiser buying ad time on that app on that platform you are you must be one of the um most angry people in the world because the actual streaming of the episode is great the app works fine um until you get to the commercial breaks and then there's no sound or the sound is delayed by half a commercial <laughs> and, or, or you know and then it says you know playing ad one of four but then it only shows you two commercials so like somebody you're you're either not getting your ad played at all, or you're getting it played without sound. <laughs> That's like the opposite of <laughs> CNN's website, where the videos, the when you watch a video on CNN's website, the ad always comes in crystal clear and perfect, <laughs> and then it moves to the <laughs> CNN feed, and it's just a garbled disaster. Guess what, Mike? You've just disproven, or these these you know this this app has just disproven the old adage that there's no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> there is in fact bad publicity like having paying for <laughs> advertising and then having no sound or having the sound shifted off by 15 seconds yeah <laughs> or not playing at all when you paid for it yeah that's bad publicity that's bad marketing wow <laughs> did you see uh did you watch um second season of miracle workers uh, didn't no, watch that's the first Daniel season. Radcliffe's Daniel Radcliffe's oh, little yeah. thing they, that was on TBS. Yeah, they completely uh changed things up. It's not it's like the same actors but a totally different um Yeah, it's Miracle Workers Dark Ages. Yeah. Yeah. And has what? nothing to do with them being miracle workers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's all the same cast. Um has but a yeah, TV... it's just, it's a, what it's a Dark TV Ages shows? kind of it's a medieval y type of show, but it's all it's a comedy but it's it starts off in my opinion very badly but the later half of the season gets better what 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 have there has there been another tv show that did that where they like here's the show and then after like one two three whatever number of seasons they just shifted the show into being something completely different in some instances it's not too different from american horror story where you have the same cast but a totally different but that was planned season. that way like this is no like, and i think well and i don't i think miracle plan? workers they they did their first season and then they just wanted to do a season of something else okay well i think they just started they just kept calling miracle workers but the dark ages doesn't have anything to do with the 
premise behind them being miracle workers from the first season. Because the first season they worked in heaven, right? Sure. If you watch that's it. the name and then of Dark the show. Ages just yeah. And then Dark Ages was Miracle Workers colon Dark Ages. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing it's just it's just continued to be called Miracle Workers, I think, because it's the same cast. Right. Daniel Radcliffe is uh he plays like the incompetent doofus right. the like prince, prince yeah. son of a king. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Steve Buscemi is no longer God. He's the king. He's now he's now um no, he is a shoveler. <laughs> it is the so guy God. With the cart. No. <laughs> there you go. Oh the hey. Guy that's an atheism joke, everybody. Town, guy who goes around town with a wooden shovel and, and <laughs> shovels out your, your <laughs> hole. And takes it away. He's the wow. sanitation department. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's anthology series. Like Archer like completely changed itself up after a few seasons because they decided, well, the writer basically decided two things. Number one, um, he was out of ideas for the spy agency stories. Um, and number two, ISIS became a thing. <laughs> the organization in the show was called ISIS. Like, oh, no. Spy organization was named ISIS <laughs> after the, uh, uh, the goddess, after the Egyptian goddess. Um, so they changed that. They got rid of that. And then that's why it's all been like every season they do something completely different. It's the same, more or less the same characters, but they're like in a completely different story. Different setting, different time. Yeah. Why do I feel like one of them was like a dinosaurs or something? Is that right? Did they go prehistoric? Is that do they? Well, I haven't been watching it the last few seasons. There was one that was like Adventure Island kind of stuff. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It it seems like I remember seeing them out. out Some of it was kind of Indiana Jonesy or something like that. There was one that that was like a noir story, like a Hollywood noir. I must be thinking of the jungle. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. Fantasy Island or whatever it is. I fall, I've kind of fell away from it after like maybe three or four seasons because it's, it's like, they, frankly, they just kind of ran out of jokes from, in my opinion, they're like, they just like, you know, and any show that goes along too long has the risk of slanderization where every character just becomes like a, you know, a caricature of itself and the storylines start repeating and I don't know, like just changing the setting wasn't doing it for me. Right. Okay. Archer's a prick in every episode. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> was there a uh, was there a, a reattempt at a reboot of Fantasy Island? Am I remembering that? Like last year or something? Like <laughs> there was a movie. A movie. Okay, maybe that's. It kind of came and went without much fanfare. Yeah. Not many movies out now. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think? Well, and here's the thing, though: the movies that are out are going like straight to streaming, and you can watch them for like you know, what w- watch it like for the first few weeks for like. 15 bucks or something where they're trying to get yeah. like, their ticket prices for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, They've the been not, doing that before, though, but no, there's a real push toward it now because the, it's, the, that's the option. The not many <laughs> movies thing has the not many movies thing hasn't hit us yet. No. That's coming. No, the that's, people who are yeah. not making movies right now when those movies that would be made right now are not don't out, show up. Yeah, that's when we're going to hit the not many movies, period. Um, well, the, but there's supposed to be that new Christopher Nolan movie Tenet that's coming out. They're actually trying to release it in theaters as a as a test of can movie theaters actually show a new movie now? Well, with those giant recliner seats where you're, you know, as long as you if you do every other seat down the row, you're I think you're six feet away from people front to back anyway. 
Well, those theaters, theaters like that are packed for the first week. And then completely empty. Something big comes out and then there's next to nobody there anyway. So they just take that that population of people and, and just spread, spread it, it out over the course of over six more weeks. Time, so like yeah. every every single showing, we only put half as many people in here. It should be I doable. If you, just, if, you if you checkerboard the seats of, yeah, the, yeah. of the of the luxury seats. Because yeah. yep. the theater that we go to all the time and it's the same one Craig goes to, even though it's not near his house. No. But he once we sh- we we <laughs> discovered it for him, he was like, "This place is it's, awesome. It's wonderful. I'm never yeah. going to watch a movie in a normal theater no. seat again, ever, no. ever, ever, ever. I don't care if movies if these big recliner places go away. I'm never going to the theater again. Right? Yeah. I'm um, never going to be satisfied in a regular movie theater seat ever again. Nope. Just like I'm never going to be satisfied with working in an office environment ever again. <laughs> <laughs> now that I worked from home for five weeks and realized how wonderful that is and all the uh, the flexibility that comes with it. I'm like, I got to go sit in an office for whatever hours straight. Nah, never going to like it again. With the I'll do it and all that. my job, but never going to hold a candle. I've, I've decided the next 20 years, I'm just going to hate it. <laughs> well, and have you totaled up, uh, you know, how much money just in gasoline you've saved by not driving in and out uh, every day? Because oh, you you, know, your commute was filling fairly, up my, was filling up my, fill my gas tank every week. Fill the yeah. gas tank once a week. Yeah, it's four or five hundred bucks. That so far plus, just plus the sheer wear and tear just the mile you just figure out what my miles were and say okay that's just mm-hmm. i'm going to maintenance fat i'm not yeah. going to get to my next maintenance round as quickly yeah that's been and, been delayed for two months and and do you have uh, counting you don't have the for your commute you don't ever hit the paid access do you the the what the paid access, the um, the express lane. Yeah, yeah. God no! Why would I spend money on that, which doesn't move any faster than the freeway does? It does move faster. Oh, it does. Yeah. Well, um, here's I'm gonna, I'm Heather, gonna. Heather used Heather used it all the time because we had express lane all the way, all the whole entire distance. I'm from, going from to I'm going to use the same argument that I used with a coworker that Mike and I both know from way back when Mike and I first met. Remember Amy? Yep. You sat next to and Amy used to like really speed down the road and she would let me know that she saw me on the freeway coming into work. And I blew past you on the freeway and I got here before you. And she would say this to me all the time. And I would say, that's great. You got here three minutes before me. What'd you do with that extra time? Did you get a lot done? Was it really productive three minutes? Did you get really worked out well for you? Because like the distance that I am, a couple extra minutes. Yeah, you're not very far. No, I'm, yeah. there's there's no benefit to it. Like that's not going to suddenly make my day. Like oh my god, I've got so much more free time. The freedom. Woo! It, it can it can it can improve Heather's commute by as much as half an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, if I live really up, you know, another ten miles north of where I live, and I know how yeah. that slowdown gets north of where mm-hmm. I am, that's a different beast. Yeah, it makes where sense. Where I live now, it makes sense for you, Andy, but not for Craig or me because I I can get off a couple of places before or right at where the express lane starts and start right. weaving my way through um, side streets, and that's actually. Um, it's about the same amount of time and it's fewer miles than continuing right. up the highway to what would be my actual exit, mm-hmm. which is not, that exit is not a express lane exit. So I'd have to pick either the one bef- way before or the next one right. up. Right. So, And when I, when I would go to, especially when 75 was under, when 75 was having all that construction, 
and all the resurfacing and all that other shit was going on and, and I was the, going to raise the resurfacing I, that I would, like started and they got halfway and yeah. then stopped for six months for seemingly no reason for the winter for the season <laughs> to, to get through the winter yeah to get through the mm. winter um but I would take the express lane because the road construction would just bog 75 down like a motherfucker on a Saturday well they had to go collect their nuts before the winter so that they could make it through the long winter <laughs> right no <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on uh, Traffic Atlanta <laughs> Atlanta Express Lane Talk here on Nerd Burger. So how's your commute now, Craig? How many people are on the road now? Next to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Whoosh. I'm actually faster on the freeway than I am on the <laughs> express lane right now because you got to kind of be a little careful and slow down to get up on the express lane. <laughs> and you, that puts ha- you behind me. Did you use it? You You, you, you tried going up there? I've never used it once. No, because no. I don't want to get broken down on a two lane, two lane wide thing that's you know fifty feet in the air. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for it's, it's coming. One of these days, it's... I'm going to be driving along, and there's going to be this gigantic backup because somebody jackknifed sideways on that thing. Well, no trucks allowed, so you won't get jackknifed. Um, well, you know what I two and it's two lanes, it's two lanes, but there's know very what I mean. shoulders. Of course, I do. Yeah, yeah. There, there have been accidents on it that have, somebody that gets have turned sideways. They're tires are popped they're smashed up or something and you and now those two lanes have to go around in the one shoulder yeah. no but what they the, do now is they have, they have and, a, and it's going to cost me money no they have a truck they have a truck with a big brush on the front <laughs> drives the express lane and throws all of the detritus over onto 75 does that include <laughs> does, does that include does that include other cars that are in my way can they just get them out of the just, way too that's the part that i was con- concerned is like stuff coming off of that overhead and coming down on the, the freeway below for some of the areas where they're really close together on top of each yeah. other. Yeah, Cause you could be in your car and you could easily take a, you know, your cup of coffee or something and just whip it out the window and it would go all the way down onto 75 below. Throw out, you're still smoking, you know, you're still lit cigarette butt right in somebody's window. Down. Sure. Or <laughs> envelope. Right down through there's the, nobody in around you. Suddenly, <laughs> there's nobody around you and suddenly there's a lit cigarette butt in your lap. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this on the podcast. Podcast. Thanks a lot, pandemic. Jeez. Yeah. So speaking of working from home, Andy, you're somewhat of an expert. I've been doing it a long, long before the pandemic. Yes, fifteen no. over oh, about fifteen years now. Yeah. But um, you previously you also I was thinking about this this morning. You also traveled a lot because you you uh you're not doing that now. I guess you posted. Um, he posted great for everybody's benefit. Um, Andy was really great at posting wonderful photos on his Facebook feed uh-huh. of um, his uh, view tarmac. of the tarmac and the wing looking yep. out the airplane. <laughs> well, all the people who did the airplane wings in the air, and I decided I'm going to do the airplane wing on the tarmac. Yep. Um, and I, they all, I, and they all looked exactly the same, <laughs> especially the Midwest <laughs> ones. Um, and I, I, I only would do it when I got to a new airport. Yeah. So because of the collection of customers I have, um, you know, I started, well, I was just doing the same airports over and over again. So I wasn't going to post a new picture of, you know, Des Moines, lovely tarmac. Cause I already had one. Um, you get it in different but, seasons. Uh, Des Moines, yeah. Des Moines tarmac in the fall. There you go. It looks when, when remarkably the cr- like Des Moines tarmac in the summer when and the, cr- the spring. In the fall when the corn starts changing colors. That's right. Um, <laughs> But, you know, we, when I first started the job, I was, you know, sometimes I would travel upwards of three weeks a month. And then as the technology to work remotely 
on these systems has improved dramatically. I now travel maybe four to six weeks a year. Um, so it's, it's, it's approved significantly. And now, of course, with the, uh, with the restrictions of going on site anyway, any anything that you can do without coming on site, the hospitals, the hospitals don't even want you there. So they might say, boy, it'd be really handy if you were here to work through this particular, you know, especially like upgrades and, and whatnot, but you know, we don't want anybody on site. So we're just going to, we're just going to do all this remotely. Um, so, I mean, we have stories of our field service engineers who are going on site to do, uh, you know, work on ultrasound machines and whatnot, especially the portable ones and saying that rather than even go in the building, the hospitals will wheel the equipment out into the parking lot. And so the field service engineers are sitting out in the parking lots with an ultrasound machine doing the work out there because the hospital doesn't want them to come inside. Yeah. So they're being, being very, very tight about it. I mean, as we've been seeing people who aren't even allowed to go visit their families, so the same thing is happening with, um, with can't go guys. visit your copier <laughs> roll that out there for the tech. That's right. So you're, you're a computer tech support for a healthcare company. Is that implementation implementation? Okay. So I don't, I do the installation uh, of the systems, not the support support goes to the support center. Okay. Post go live. I do all the the pre go live and the if there's upgrades, uh, new system builds and that sort of thing. Because we'll have sometimes when you do an upgrade, it requires all new equipment, servers. Yeah. And so they just ship the servers. We have the servers shipped to my house or obviously the house of the other guys who do what I do, and we build the servers and package them back up and ship them to the customer. The customer racks them, make sure that we can remotely access them, and then we do the rest of the build from there. Cool. So, what? How, how how do you work at home? What what makes it worthwhile for you? What how do you how do you stay focused? All the people that got suddenly working at home and they have all these distractions around. Well, I I mean, if you're in a if you're in a situation, uh, you know, I, I, for some of these people who are, it's a temporary, you know, because it's like, oh, you're going to go work at home for a month or two months, and then you got to go back to the office. It's a lot harder, but having a a dedicated space, like I don't work at the kitchen table. Yeah. I have an actual office. Oh my God. There are so many and... kitchens and dining rooms and family rooms behind kitchens. <laughs> yeah, and it's meetings. like, <laughs> how, how are you working? I don't understand how these people yeah, are doing I, their jobs. You know, you've got to have us. You've got to have. And now that Heather's working from home as well, um, you know, she originally set up on the kitchen table and hated it. Yeah. And, but I'm at the opposite. I'm at the other end of the house with an office with a door. Mm-hmm. And so now we found a, uh, actually the, our, our master bedroom is fairly large. So we got a, a nice corner desk for her. So we moved her into there. Um, so she's got a window and a corner desk with two monitors and all that other stuff. And the dogs a bed so she can go take her. a nap. Exactly. I didn't giant. leave my office. Um, but nap, again, the, the whole working at home <laughs> thing is, has been, uh, you know, you start to run into the situation when you're working from home, all of a sudden you work, you work more hours, not, mm-hmm. yep. not fewer. And you'll, you may take breaks a little more often. Yeah. Right. And take, you know, walk away for an hour. It's like, oh, I really need to go to the grocery store and pick yeah, something go up. watch a movie. So I don't have any, day. yeah, Craig, t- right? Craig mentioned that calls. last week. I'll go and do that. But then, it, but then I'll be answering emails until seven, eight o'clock at night. 
Yeah, that, that wasn't a problem for me. Right. <laughs> I put in um, my hours and that was it. I'm not working. But I had I had some <laughs> not gonna people be that still I used crunching to, on something at seven at night. Yeah. I had nope. some people that I used to work with who say, oh, you know, I'm you know, working from home. And they said, I just set up a coffee maker in my office and, you know, I'm supposed to start work at eight o'clock. So I set my alarm for 7.55 and I just plopped down in front of my computer, press my coffee maker and start working. I was like, that's just, you cannot you cannot sustain that. You you have to get up, get yourself, go through your whole morning routine as if you're at home, and then go to your space as a. This is a workspace. When I'm in yeah. here, I am working, um, and you you've got to go through it. I mean, I still you know I I shower, shave, put on clean clothes every <laughs> single. Now I'm not dressing in a suit or anything. I'm dressing like I am now. But it's in a t-shirt. But, but they're not yesterday's. Every day. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, every day you get up. <laughs> Now I would say shave. You guys obviously don't, but you trim. No, um, <laughs> you don't trim. All right, here. <laughs> Tree you trim once in a while, right? Just for shape and just to keep the ones the little the little puff right here that goes two inches longer or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I've do, I've done that twice in the last two and okay. a half months where I've trimmed the hair the whiskers that grow a little bit faster than the others. Okay, but mostly um, this is a. Uh, but you still, I mean, but you All get up, you got to shower, brush your teeth, put on clean I got, clothes. I got face bush. 70s okay. face bush. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I shower, I, I change my clothes, but um, I'll wear the same. I, this is the t-shirt I wore yesterday. Oh, pff, that's no different from when I go but into I'll, work. But I'll, uh... <laughs> like I, I come home and I'll wake the, I'll wear this. When I come home from work and I'm only home for like five hours before I go to bed, I wear, wear, wear the same shirt for a, three, a couple of days because you're not I'm really just sitting around my apartment. You're not really. If you're in a temporary situation, it's one thing. But if you're going to be setting up to be working from home consistently for yeah. any length of time, even if it's going to be three days a week, because, you know, we're going to shift to a partial in office environment, something like that. We have you a, have to a have... three phase plan. Okay. <laughs> you, you have to have a you have to have a dedicated place that is proper for working. Yeah. I don't use, I have, I don't, I don't use, I have my work computer. I have a personal computer. I have a work phone. I have a personal phone. Yep. Everything is separate. I think the only thing I share is a, the printer. You know, yeah. So, that's... I mean, I've the printers hooked up to both machines, but other than that, it's, it's separate it's in the same room, but they're, they're separated. So that's, you have the two different environments to, and getting up and making sure, you know, I don't, I don't get up at, five minutes before, you know, somebody expects to see me working. I'm, I'm up, you know, um, probably an hour and 45 minutes before take the dogs out and, and clean and run to Starbucks. See, and get my see, coffee. That was not me during that period. I was home. I would get up at four 30. Normally when I had to go into work, I'd, if I woke up at four 30, I go back, you know, I fall back to sleep for like a half an hour or whatever. I'd get up mm-hmm. at five. That's I go into work sure. very early. I get up at four 30 at home and I just get up and start working. <laughs> in my day so that's the done. thing is you get you get well yeah that's the thing is that you get or you, or i would take that you know more. extra time and like i said i would you know i would literally stop working for two hours in the middle of the day and i'd have something to eat and i'd watch a movie i'd like completely get away from it but you also have to have the discipline to, to get, say okay to I'm go back, shift back yeah. into that mode <laughs> right. two hours later i'm doing kind of a, a modified version of what andy's time i'm not i'm not so militarily strict as as andy is um like I'm getting up later, but you know, it, it works out to be as much later as it's the amount of time I would have normally commuted. Right. So I'm, I'm actually starting work at the same time, but I'm getting up, you know, 45 minutes later because I don't have to spending 45, I don't have to get, you know, get put shoes on, 
and, you know, get my crap together and get in the car and drive and then get to work and turn all the lights on and start the coffee maker and all that kind of crap. Um, but I don't actually like, I, uh, I don't actually like put myself together until like a couple of hours later (laughs) when other people start getting up (laughs) and that's my first break in the day. Now you make yourself presentable for the wife. Is uh no no I mean other people at work <laughs> I don't oh. care about her now, when you when you guys are when you guys are um doing your communication with other people that you work with now that you're remote uh, I you know we talked before that I don't we do internally we do Skype and and Teams but nobody uses any video because all of our laptops are stuck in docking stations and we have externals do you guys are your bosses expecting you to have like a, a webcam set up so that when you talk to people, you can see them as well? Or are you just doing straight up audio calls? When you uh, talk well, to I did. Coworkers? I mean, I, it was, it was emails and phone calls for most of what I did, but I did a little bit of, um, uh, webcam stuff, um, where it wasn't webcam to see, but it was webcam to share screen. Um, okay. and like, I would sit with like my project manager and go through, um, like there was a drawing to look at and I'd put the, you know, get the PDF of the drawing up on my screen and I would be able to right. move Desktop. the mouse around yeah, screen sharing. Screen yeah. Sharing. And then I would just mm-hmm. share that screen and we could talk about, okay, I need to add these notes over here. We need to mark this up here. We need to modify this. So we could, so we could look, be looking at the same thing, just like we would if we had a piece of paper at a, at a table right. at work. But I, but like, like face stuff. No, no, I didn't need to see anybody's face the whole time okay. I was working. My company, um, has a policy of use video whenever possible. It's, really? it's part wow. of part of you know improving communication. So, um, you know, if you don't have a company issued laptop, you have a you know a Logitech webcam on your monitor, and so we're expected. You know, it was all figured out. I've I've said this, I think, before on the show. Our IT director is ex-military, and mm-hmm. she had a contingency plan already worked out and in place years ago. And just pulled the ripcord. We had on a it. pandemic plan. Well, it wasn't specific <laughs> to pandemic, nice. but it yeah, was any type of disaster. It was to disaster. yeah, it was to handle anything like this. And um, they, literally, recovery is very important. Yeah, they basically flipped a couple of switches at corporate, and everybody was working from home the next day, and it was seamless. And I'll I'll say this: um, at my work, nobody had any sort of plan <laughs> squared away for that sort of thing. And I was told for years and years and years that VPN was a giant pain in the ass and we couldn't really have people work from home and blah, 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 blah. And then everybody, and then the bosses said, well, I think we need to send everybody home or at least give them the option um, to do that for, for a time. And they had it all set up and working within two days because um, it's technology and technology can do that. <laughs> it didn't take a and lot. You guys, and you guys are doing VPN connections or... I was. I'm, not, I'm back in the office now. I started oh, really? on. Um, yeah. I started yeah. on. I I was Welcome using South. <laughs> I was using my um, uh, virtual uh, machine environment on my personal Windows 10 machine, um, and uh, and then it died after two or three weeks, and I um, was able to finagle a company laptop. So that was the only time I've been in the office, which was, I think, six weeks ago. I had okay. to go to get that squared away and get the equipment and take it back to the house. Um, so now I'm on right. VPN, and it's okay. great. If some, things, some things work without, um, you know, Exchange, for example, Exchange and Skype uh, have 
you can you can have those open internet and still have them be secure. Um, so we don't have to be necessarily be on the VPN to uh, to get email and and do Skype and stuff. Right. But we do, but there's so many internal resources. Yep. Uh, files and then remote access systems that all have to be on the VPN. So we just on the VPN all the time. But Heather's work, they don't do anything, and there's no VPN client on her laptop at all because everything is handled through Google. Cloud-based, yeah. Yeah, it's all cloud-based, so there's no VPN whatsoever for her to have to connect into. Now, because of the nature of the work that Craig and I do, we need file access yeah. to the you know, the network servers all the time. Right. So. Well, and, and if you're doing cloud-based stuff, then you can have multiple people you know, set up that way too, um, if, you know, through, through Google, because they do file sharing and whatnot all the time, but it's all done through the through Google system, which is obviously encrypted and then you know secured with whatever it is they're securing with some whatever passwords and whatnot they're using and i'm I think they do too i think they mandate everybody to do 2fa i'm not 100 percent sure at okay. least for the initial certificate <laughs> oh. uh, that's some kind of uh security encryption thing you're talking about Two, two-factor authentication oh, oh right, so, right 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 yeah. okay yeah yeah so you i'm sure you do that with your iCloud account Right, Apple ID. Hopefully, you do two FA with that. Please uh, tell me probably. you do. Probably, probably. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I have one of those two-factor authentication apps that gives me a code. That yeah, I have to use. Right. Okay. And that's and that's yeah. If any system that you access remotely over the internet, if whatever account it is, whether it's drive-through RPG or anything else, if it offers a two FA option, always take it. Always do that. Okay. I can tell you that from... <laughs> you heard it here first! From an, from an IT security <laughs> perspective, always use 2FA if it's available. So. All right. Well, there's our there's some uh, work from home fun. No, I'm back in the office now. Well, whether I'll be back in, in at home at some point, if there's another big surge or something, we'll see what happens. But no, I got I was back in the you're office not even now. Do, you're not even doing a couple weeks. time? A couple nope. days? No? Okay. And uh, like I said, I am um, I am dissatisfied with my office <laughs> um, work experience, and I will be for the rest of my life. Now that you've uh, you've now uh, that I've experienced working from home, you've been to been to the promised land. And well, we've we've talked about on this show many times. I I get everything delivered to me. I don't go shopping anywhere for anything. I I, I shop for my gasoline. Right. Which, if I could do everything from home, I would have to do much less you, of. Yeah, you would almost not need to. Because yeah. <laughs> that was that was a hoot. Um, <laughs> having to is fill your, up my gas tank. Your, literally, um, literally. No, this this happened to me. I had to fill up my gas tank for the first time in like six weeks. And was a little unsure of what to do. <laughs> like, it felt odd. Little, seriously, it felt weird. Like, I'm, I'm used to like once a week, I go and I do this thing and I, you know. You, you flip the little thing in your car and you flip open the gas thing and you open up the tank, you know, the, the cover, and then you go and you put the card in and like all the process, like everything that you do to fill your gas tank. And I was like, all of a sudden I was doing that again after six weeks. And I was kind of like, this is having, like, you had to think about it. This you, doesn't feel normal. I had yeah. to think, yeah, I had to yeah, think about it. You couldn't just is the stove on autopilot. Like gas or electric? Uh, it's gas. Convert your car to CNG. <laughs> Put a little extra tap at the back of your stove there and and fill up that way. I'm sure my apartment would, my apartment would 
My property manager would love that. What's this? <laughs> what's this rubber hose coming out of your window and going down across the parking lot and oh, your car? Go why, get is a, your, go get the, why is your go, gas bill enormous? Go get one of those pro, get one of those propane tanks from from Home Depot and plug it up and fill the thing up and take it outside and my, plug it in. My August and... gas, my August <laughs> gas bill is like triple digits, <laughs> <laughs> and it's normally like seven dollars. Yeah, like whatever it is, I cook. Because I'm not running heat in August in, in Atlanta. Oh man! So do we have a do we have a quest a question? We do. Heaven question. Are you ready? Sure. Lay it on me. One forty nine question. Ooh, one more. We're at the sesquicentennial. That's right. <laughs> I was recently watching a TV game show that involves horrific and embarrassing situations. Each contestant reveals something embarrassing about themselves in the beginning. One contestant revealed that they had been caught calling their boss the C-word. The other had insulted their doctor during labor. These seem like two very far apart (laughs) things. Is there anything other than the N-word that a woman can't say during labor? Thanks. I thought the same thing as I was reading that the first time. Like, Okay, now... Kind of disproportionate. I would, say, I would say during labor, there's a lot of words that she probably cannot say, which is different from should not say. But I think in labor, trying to articulate anything complex is probably something that she can't do. <laughs> but I'll tell you this if the woman like lays out a string of obscenity that is like ridiculously complex in the midst of contractions. Well done. Like that's good for you. I just saw the news story. There was the the headline popped up that if uh they did a test with people that if they were undergoing something painful, if they were allowed to just say fuck over and over and over again, <laughs> it actually enabled them to tolerate the pain better than if they used a gibberish expletive. Hmm. So if they could say fuck it's satisfying that helped them yeah. but if they but if they said no 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 instead of that you have to say liberty gibbet <laughs> but that's your but that's what you they said it didn't have nearly the impact on their ability to tolerate pain go back to Battlestar galactica I, I, frack 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 I frack 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 i imagine i imagine that's all that's all perception that's all mind over matter kind of stuff just because you know you're saying that word and that's like the word that you say when you hurt right. yourself that like and you know that it will you know like you believe that that word will no. Help you with the pain. Whereas I think flibbity flab, you don't necessarily <laughs> believe that word's going to be that helpful. Right. No, I mean, it, no, I, I, saying is satisfying. It, and if you say it a lot in a heightened situation, um, you're going to release more endorphins by doing the satisfying thing. Right. But it's than not, the unsatisfying it's not, it's thing. Not and that's going gonna... to, it's not because you made those sounds. It's because you have a certain belief about that word. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the word. It's a pretty universal belief, not, though. Okay, if you, no, if you went it's to not some a universal belief. It's a belief for people said, who use the word, word fuck. Yeah, they wouldn't know. What <laughs> I guarantee is. you that that does not work for a Japanese speaker. Right, right, right. Not for that word. Because it's not though it's not that word. It's the meaning. Well, of the I'm word. I'm American and I speak English, <laughs> and so it's universal for me and my people. Just like everybody should. Damn it. <laughs> I don't care about yeah. the Japanese. Whatever their word for f is, it's so it's, we're we're assuming that the c word is for the, them is the one for the woman because I immediate my first question was <laughs> is that the is that the c word for the woman or the man because there's you know something that ends with sucker 
Um, oh. <laughs> that is also like something you probably, you know, don't say about a guy. Fucker is just a, that's a completely open word. That's, that, that's but, not... but some people will still, you know, like will, will, you know, I, I don't want to say the H E double hockey stick word. They'll like, you know, hell. Yeah, just saying the C word. Okay, but so that C word, yeah. Um, I think the, the yeah, those two are very disparate. Those I'll, I'll agree with Kevin. Those are those two are very disparate. But okay. at the same time, it's also has to do with the perception of the people involved. Like you know, it's for some people, dropping the C bomb is going to be like that's the be all end all of like really bad something to say. And for and somebody that's an, else, and that's an American thing else because that is an be American because, thing, like yeah. uh, like Australia and England. Yeah, it's just a. It's kind of, it's it's much more. It's I mean, it's obviously not some, Yeah, but it's not but derogatory it's, to the way it is in the U.S. No, much it's more like it's like calling, about British it's, people. It's like if someone in in the U.S. calls somebody a jackass. Right. Yep. I don't think it's probably a little less, a little more severe than that, but not like not, ass not by much. It's, it's like it's, dropped like left and right. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost used in a bit of a. Um, playful way yep. too it has, it's like you know kind of well, like when you call your friends hey butthead yeah you know that yeah. kind of thing is you know well i call mike jackass all the time so that works do you how's it going that. jackass doesn't that feel right does that feel right coming no. No. it's like well, it's the first time i've heard it you might call me that all the time but okay note to self start, call, note to self, start calling mike you, jackass you may have now. been thinking that when talking to <laughs> oh me. yeah that's maybe what it is not vocalizing it I get that mixed up sometimes when you're when you're talking I wasn't to supposed to say that out loud when you're my, talking to your own Mr. Robot and in, inside my, your head my brain voice and my voice voice yep <laughs> um, so yeah I, I'm I'm right there with them that those are very disparate but yeah no I think uh, I think uh, anybody in in that amount of uh, sustained uh, pain such as during labor is allowed to use whatever words they want at whoever I they want. Say so. Even if, Absolutely. even and if that person, doctor. yeah, I was going to say, even if that person is uh, the one who is attempting to uh, remove the uh, monster screaming <laughs> um, tiny human from your body that is causing all of that pain. I mean, if, if you're in labor and the doctor says, okay, Jill, I'm going to ask you to push one more time. She might be like, go f*** yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's completely allowed. Yeah, I think I think probably... I think they're used to it by now. I, I was about to say that. I would think like gynecologists, after you've been a gynecologist for like a couple of years, you're probably pretty mm-hmm. immune. Yeah, it's like, probably, uh, like, like you, you come home and the spouse kind of lips off to you and says something like, yeah, is that all, really? That's all you got. My guess is I heard so much worse today at work. I got labor, worse. I got worse than that from a five foot two redhead today. That's right. Doesn't if something she's in labor and she's not swearing at somebody. There's there's a problem. Psychopath. Doesn't... Or she's had an epidural. <laughs> she's high. I think so, I think a situation like that happens in the movie Knocked Up when uh when uh <laughs> Ka- so Catherine Heigl is is giving birth and it's um Ken uh Ken what's his name Ken Jong is yeah. the doctor. Who at the time that was I think that was his he first was acting gig. At the time, that, yeah. He was he was still a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And she's feeling... she's screaming at him and he's like, Yeah, come on, get it out, work it out, let's go. You know, we gotta <laughs> we gotta have this baby, we gotta do this thing. He's I, very I have calm. a feeling that there are there are a number of specialties. Within the within the, the doctor field, I have a feeling there are certain specialties that are that deal with that stuff better. Mm-hmm. Um or or see it more often are probably 
they're immune to it. Field against after a certain it a point. Bit yeah. yeah, psychiatrists working in um, in psychiatric hospitals, people with emotional issues, probably that stuff runs off them a little bit easier. Um, you know, your 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 pediatrician. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably doesn't. Is it coming from the mind. kid or is it coming from the parent? Like that becomes yeah. the question. Like your your mild mannered dermatologist, <laughs> somebody you're just having some, you're like I got a little spot on my arm, and the doctor says, "Well, we're gonna have to take a biopsy." He's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> just trying to make sure you don't got cancer, buddy. <laughs> Unless it's Dr. Pimple Popper and they're doing one of oh. those really nasty just types of things and it's <laughs> I like, can't, oh god that hurts. I can't watch that. I I don't watch it, but it pops up as I <laughs> scroll through what's available on, on television. It's like, you gotta be shitting me. It pops and drains all over your uh, living room. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. I'm it explodes that onto my screen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Andy. Talk about rubbing one out. <laughs> uh, Andy, thanks for uh, showing up today, I guess. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yes, thanks, Mike. Andy. Good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. Now, of course, Mike, you show up as Nerdburger. Craig shows up as Craig. Mm-hmm. For your, um... I didn't have a personal Zoom account until we started doing this. So Okay. I just made it. But it doesn't show up with your name. It shows up with the word nerd burglar. Craig shows up with his name. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. And it's nice to see. Your shows up with your nickname. Yes. (laughs) It's nice to see you too, but I figure I better throw that in there. Otherwise, I'm going to be the a-hole who didn't say nice to see you. Um, Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us. Thanks, Kevin. Nerdburgershow at gmail.com and... Go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about the game stuff that I'm working on and drivethroughrpg.com to buy some of those game stuffs. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike rubs out Craig. Um, you definitely have to include a video of that. Wait, it, in what context? Which definition? Both? <laughs> Because if it's both, I might just rub myself out afterwards. Wait, that didn't work. I'd have to kill myself. That's what I meant. I'm not saying anything. You're just going to interpret that as you will. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lay that there on the step. Plop and... that right in the conversation and uh, stand back and smile. And... Watch the chaos ensue. Yep. <laughs> and then think All about right, it gentlemen. later while you rub something out or someone. <laughs> Thanks again, Andy. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. I'm going to sign off now. Okay. Bye. Bye. Later, guys. Sometimes, Mike, you splice in. What happened before the intro? Into well, there the might be a little itself. piece, but we don't. We're not. We're no longer doing like the full episode. That would have been the porn stuff. conversation had I recorded it. <laughs> but I was stupid and forgot to turn it on before. Is I, it porn? Do you I, have like, porn? Is that like porn? I see. Yeah, that thing. <laughs>